Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener Karen Wright, along with our Master Gardener. Harvey Hess. Hey, Harvey, we're going to talk about some things. Well, we know about it, but if you're a beginner, we want to talk about some tips for planning a garden. Yeah, I have a large area, so I don't worry too much about requirements. But for most gardeners and backyard gardeners, you have only have a certain amount of space. Yes, and the first thing you need to do and think about is location, location, location. Just like in real estate, that is one of the most important parts to your success is where you're putting that garden. Yeah, either vegetables or, or flowers, either shade or sun, that makes a big difference. Yeah, if you're going to plant a vegetable garden, if you are putting it between a couple of sheds thinking, oh, what a great plot of dirt, well, you'll be disappointed because you're generally going to need a place that's nice and sunny. For, for most, though, when they call for sun, it's, it's usually at least six hours of sun at a least. day. At least, right. That's Six is the minimum, so you got to be careful where you have it. So sun is the other important part. And also staying close to water because chances are you're going to be needing to water this garden. And so... You know, make sure you have access to it. That you're not in the middle of, of a field somewhere and it's going to be tough because your plants may dry out. Uh, it depends on how many you have. That if, if you have any amount and you need some water, you don't want to be carrying it all the time either. See, I have rain barrels and I lug it by the pailful and put it in the garden. But it's right, my rain barrels are right next to my garden spot. So it's yeah. pretty handy. And the other important part is soil. Soil, soil, soil. In addition to location, one of the most important parts. Yeah. If you're starting out, generally... Most of the soils around Mankato and stuff are, are not too bad. Well, a lot of them are heavy clay, especially if you're in a, a development where they've skimmed off the, all uh, the topsoil and then they just put a little bit on top. You might have to add some amendments. The best thing to do is to take a soil sample and, and you can get the information at the extension office and send it into the university and get it soil tested. And they will tell you about the different fertilizers that you need or uh, the pH makes a big difference. And, and also whether it's got enough of the organic material, mm-hmm. et cetera. And that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to do that. It costs something. Well, I'll tell you what, you might save some money in the long run. It doesn't cost that much, and it's worth it to know what your soil needs rather than just pouring a bunch of stuff in that's just going to wash off and go into our lakes or streams. Well, the other thing is if you don't have the right soil and you plant something, it's not going to turn out the way you want it. That's the one thing I I tell people. Now, I can grow something out in my place, and it'll look something this way and somebody else grows it and might look a little bit different or might be, not turn out at somebody's because they don't have because of the soil right i know my yard in mankato is highly alkaline so certain things that need more acidic don't do as well there yeah and, and the soil test will help you define that too absolutely and the other thing is know your zone on uh, our zone zone four because that's basically describes the coldest place a plant can grow. So the higher the number, the warmer the climate. So we're four, so we're among the cooler climates. And then when you're starting to plant the garden, know how much space that you have out there to plant. And then when you're looking for something, always look at the size of the mature plant. If you if you take a little tomato plant and put it out there and think, well, this little tomato plant, I can plant something next to it. Right. Well, that little tomato plant might get four feet tall and, and four two feet, feet around wide. or more. Yeah. Yeah. So always look at the mature size of the plant when you go to plant it. And take that to heart because I know when you start, it doesn't look like much, but it will in the end. And learn your frost dates. Know the average last spring frost date for your area so you don't. Have 
accidentally kill plants by putting them out prematurely. And also know the first average fall frost date so you get your plants harvested or moved indoors before the late season cold damages them. Now, I, I start a lot of seeds, so I have to know um, when to start them. And so I've, I've got a paper that I wrote down on starting March 1st, March 15th, April 1st, how many weeks it is. Because on your seed catalogs, you'll, the packets, you'll see the time to start them so many weeks before the last frost. The last frost is normally figured to be May 15th in our area. And so you go back six weeks, eight weeks, and that's what I go by. And I've got a whole list of my vegetables that I start from seeds and uh, how many weeks it is. Then I, I take it by day in. See, I, I made a mistake last year, and I started tomatoes too soon. Yeah, and they got a little too big. When you yeah, put them in the ground, they took a while to kind of recover. <laughs> but uh, this year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to throw the seeds in, in a in a safe or something so that I don't get them and then <laughs> get started too early. You're a little antsy there, Harvey. Well, if you have any questions, a great place to go is your extension office. They have all this information and online as well. Thanks for joining us. My name is Karen Wright along with Harvey Hess. Happy gardening.